the convention collective Sandbox. At Emerald City Comic Con 2019. Hi, this is Dan. I'm here at Emerald City Comic Con with Kari Randolph, talking about some of the stuff he's currently working on, including Skybound's Excellence, as well as his own creator, own title called Black. So, Kari, tell us a little bit about Excellence and how you came to join that project. All right, so Excellence, uh, it's basically, the, the, the short pitch is uh, on, all right, so on a macro level, Excellence is about uh, a secret society of magicians called the Ages. And they've been tasked with, very much, with uh, uplifting humanity. Uh, but the caveat of that is that they're never allowed to uplift themselves. So they're, they're only allowed to uplift the people that are deemed worthy by another secret society. Uh, and, and the main protagonist of the book, Spencer, he starts asking questions. And he's just like, well, why would we be allowed to hook them up but never able to help ourselves? Things happen in the first issue that make him basically break tradition and go his own path. And that sets forth a bunch of things that you know happened throughout the correspondence issues. Got it. Now, how did you guys, you and the writer for the book, how did you guys come up with the idea for this uh, Well, it's, it's, it's all due credit, it's the brainchild of Brandon Thomas. Brandon okay. Thomas was the writer, and he's been working on this thing for years. Like, this was a thing that he's been really pushing. It's got, it's got a lot of personal things that that happened in his life that he puts into the book himself. Okay. Uh, and then about two years ago, Skybound contacted me and they said, look, we have this book in mind and we think you'd be a great fit for it. Would you want to talk to Brandon? Okay. And so I was like, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll chat, chat, because I had already been a fan of Brandon with some stuff in the past. And so we started talking and he, the, the passion that he showed for this project, like it's, really near and dear to, to him and, and things that have happened in his life and and it also it struck a chord with me as well like there's a lot of you know father-son relationship deals uh, generational strife between different generations um, there's a lot of personal stuff there that really spoke to me and I was like I have to be a part of this you know like I, I, I feel like I can, I can add something to this yeah, so basically, heard the pitch and like everything you've heard, and it's like, yeah, sign me on. Yeah, I was like, we, because me and him have so much in common already, even though we didn't know each other that well. Like, we knew of each other, and we, you know, we were cordial, but right. like, it just struck a tone with me where I was like, this seems like something that uh, would I could do well at, and it's something that is not necessarily on the market right now. And having worked in and out of Marvel and DC the last couple years, I wanted to do something that was different that would stand out on the shelves, you know? And yeah, tell us a bit about that creator own title, the one in your picture called Black. So, all right, so two years ago, uh, Kwanzaa uh, Osiepo, he contacted me about a Kickstarter that he wanted to run called Black. And Black is about a world where only black people are superheroes. And, and he asked me if I wanted to be the cover artist for it. Um, and I, I, I just was like, that's a crazy concept. Um, and I just felt like as an artist, I could do 
some different things on it because I really wanted to, you know, when you, when you work in the mainstream environment, you kind of have to, you have to fit into what the big companies want you to do. And with this, I was like, I can do something different, artistic, and actually say something. Um, and so I joined on, and with that Kickstarter, we, we, we asked for 30000 and we got about 90000 Nice. Uh, so it was like, clearly there's there's a there's a need for this kind of book in the right. market. And so it did super well. It got options for a movie. Uh, it went really far. And now we're currently pushing the sequel to Black, which is called Naturally White. <laughs> and it's a continuation of that same story. This is like kind of like the middle chapter. If this, if this was movies, it would be like uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And so it's like the middle, darker chapter of the three... Uh, story structure um, and that Kickstarter is happening right now as a matter of fact so we're really hoping to kind of push the themes we started with that much further going forward Got it. now black is about we're only a world we're only super we're all superheroes are black what's white about the complete opposite or well it's so in in that same world structure um, a basically a a uh, man becomes president. Who's, he's kind of like an analog for for Donald Trump. He's running on a on a platform that's very. Uh, it's called Man First. His name is Theodore Man. Okay. Uh, and his whole platform is called Man First, which is very anti anti superhero. Okay. So it has some X Men. You can see the the correlations that are going going to happen there. He basically is that we need to regulate these people before they get out of control and so he sets forth things in motion to make that happen and so it's kind of like how a world reacts if, in, in this, if the first volume is about the fact that these superheroes exist the second volume is how the world reacts to that being public knowledge now, where can people find the first title? Because I know you had a graphic novel here yeah. at the show. Where can people actually go and purchase that from? I mean, it's available in all, all comic book shops. It's, okay. it's been widely available. We The Kickstarter was, we started it and did well with it, and then we joined up with Black Mass Studios. So now it's in stores nationwide. Okay. And can it also be purchased online? or Absolutely. just Okay. Yeah. And where can people find it online? Uh, I think you would just go to blackmassstudios.com. I think okay. they would, they would, that, but I mean, any... You could also get on this Amazon. I okay. Mean, it's, it's really like... So basically almost anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere okay. you buy books, you can get that book. Got it. Now let's talk a little bit about you. What artists inspire you? Uh, it's That's a loaded question, man. Because I go through phases. Okay. Uh, when I first when I first started getting into comic books, my my heroes were guys like... You know, I, I grew up in the, in the 90s, so I loved Jim Lee, okay. Rob Liefeld, Tom McFarlane, all those guys who made the 90s but they were kind of you know right. Mark Silvestri yeah um, the original image creators right and then once I got to art school I, I was I that inspired me to want to become an artist then I went to art school and I started getting into kind of the more classical artists like I, you know I'd go further back in time to like Alex Toth or Jack Kirby and then I'd get into stuff like Leighton Decker, Norman Rockwell. Okay. Like so, so like at this point, I just it keeps growing. You know, it starts small and it keeps growing out and out and out. Uh, and nowadays, I don't, I can't say that I have one, one or two artists that's an inspiration to me specifically. But it's like a hodgepodge of like 
when people describe my art style to me, they say it looks very animated and energetic. And I think that's it's it's true. Like I have a kind of American comics meets Japanese manga okay. type style with like European storytelling and stuff. It. So, so it's kind of a hybrid. It's a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, it's a real hybrid. Man. I don't know what the hell I'm doing these days. <laughs> and, and I know you mentioned art school. Is that how you got into art or I mean, how I, did you get into art? I was always I was always drawing from an early age. Um, I think there was a there was a moment when an art teacher came to me and said, hey, you know, you have this talent, would you want to pursue it, you know, professionally? And at first I was kind of like, no, because I was always told that artists are broke, like, are, you know, starving artists, that's what everyone's told. And I didn't want to be that. But then she, she kind of suggested um, a few schools to me. Uh, one of them was uh, School of Visual Arts. Okay. School of Visual Arts in New York City was one of the only schools that would allow you to get a bachelor's in cartooning. Most schools give you a bachelor's in illustration. Okay. But this one was specifically about cartooning, and all the teachers were like famous cartoonists. Okay. So we had people like Carmine Infantino teaching us. We had Joe Orlando. We had. Uh, Joey Cavallari, who at the time was a uh, editor at DC Comics, I think he still is, as a matter of fact. Um, I just saw the curriculum and all these professional artists, and I was like, "This I could do," you know. And then, so I moved to New York, and once I got there, I, and I was around other like-minded artists, I was like, "Oh, this is this is the place for me." And I, I figured myself out at that point. Now, being, the, being in an artist field can be scary to jump into full-time. How did you make that transition? Uh, I think, once again, it was, it was being at art school. I, between my junior and senior year of art school, I took an internship at DC Comics. Okay. And that's when I met a bunch of editors, uh, and I found out how the comics are actually made. And once I was there, you know, I was doing all this stuff where you submit your portfolio, you submit samples to everybody, and you're just trying to get feedback and criticism to, to figure out what it is they want, what it is that, because at the time I was close, but everyone was like, hey, you're right there, but it was just a little bit off. And, and it's always that little bit that's the hardest part to figure out. Uh, but I kept working on samples, and, and in the meantime, I, I got other arts jobs. I, when I graduated from SBA, I went straight into licensing and graphic design. Okay. So I was doing, my first art job was actually uh, drawing Teletubbies licensing. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally just like drawing the most ridiculous things, but it, it taught me a lot about how to be a professional artist. And I, I learned how to use Photoshop and Illustrator and all the programs that are important, that were important to my comic book career later on. And once I got that professional background, I eventually worked my way into the industry via meeting a lot of people, making connections, and probably give me a shot. Nice. And so have you been in the comics I've been there ever since. I mean, I, it, I jump back and forth sometimes because I also work in animation. So there was a period, I, I broke in in 2003, I was in comics to 06. And then I went to, into animation from 06 to about 2009. 
and then I came back in the animation, I mean, the comic books. Okay. And I've been here ever since. Nice. Now, other than your current writing partners, is there any current writer you'd like to work with? Man, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> you know, like, I, I would say that, like, one of my favorite comic books of all time was a book called Next Wave okay. by Warren John Ellis. It was Warren Ellis and it was Stuart Eminem drawing. Okay. And that book had a big influence on me because it was just insane. <laughs> it was it was like one of those Marvel books where the editor was just like, just go crazy, man. do whatever you want. You're Warren Ellis. Just give us a book. And he went absolutely crazy with it. And it was like one of those books where it was fun, it didn't take that itself that seriously and it just knew what it was which was silly comic book and there was something about that that spoke to me on a, on a certain level where I think I'm into comic books that that have something to say but also know how to be lighthearted and fun and like not take themselves so seriously that they're just boring because that's not what I draw <laughs> I, I do I do fun comic books um, and so Warren Ellis has always been one of my heroes for that reason because he I feel like I get him <laughs> you know like obviously he's done a million amazing things on top of that like as much quality yeah. and other things but that specific book was like I want to work with that guy one day on a book like that you know? now uh, aside from excellence what other projects are you currently working on so since I've been working on Excellence for over a year now, secretly, I couldn't tell anybody about it. Okay. I kept myself busy in comics by doing a lot of cover work. So in the meantime, I was doing covers for Scarlet Spider. Uh, I've been doing covers for a book called Noble from, uh, from Lion Forge. I've been doing covers for, for Livewire from uh, Valley Comics. Right. Uh, just in a million other things. Like, I do a lot of random work for Marvel here and there. Um, but I, I'm, I'm basically an art mercenary. So, <laughs> so when it's a job, whoever's yeah. got that, whoever the highest bidder, I, I will take a contract. Oh, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's. I think I, like a lot of artists, I have a certain amount of ADD where I just like to play in other people's. I don't want to fully commit to other to a lot of different projects. Right. But if I can take a dip in the pool and just play around for like a month or so, like it's fun for me. Just try their sandbox out. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's let someone else do that full time. I just want to. <laughs> you just want to draw draw a cover for some of these characters yeah. and move on to the next one. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Now, where can people find you as well as the um, Kickstarter online? Info so, Kickstarter. Um, is there like a custom URL for the Kickstarter or? Yeah, there is. It would be good if I knew it. No. I don't. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's right now it's kind of on the, it's on the front page of Kickstarter. Okay. So if you just looked up um, the white Kickstarter, you'd probably find it pretty quickly. Okay. And we'll um, be sure to link it in the interview. Right. Right. Um, otherwise, I mean, I'm all over social media. It's, I'm on Instagram and Twitter constantly even though I kind of hate both both <laughs> platforms for various reasons. Uh, there, there is a professional responsibility at making yourself available to the public. So I'm on both Twitter and Instagram. That's just my name, Kari okay. Randolph, one word. Got it. Spelled just like it's... just Spelled like just yeah. like it's, you know... Yeah, just like your name fully appears. Exactly. Got it. And any last words you'd like to know our listeners? Uh, I really just want... 
both of these books, I um, I really think people just need to give them a shot because I think on the outset, people see the fact that these books do deal with racial issues, and I think they can sometimes that can be a little scary to people. Um, and I think that is true, but the racial aspect of these things, a lot of times, it's just the surface level. It's just to, that exists there, but like books like Excellence, for example, it's really about a relationship between a father and a son. That's really the crux of the book is that, and how in all situations, eventually, sons look up to their dads, and then at some point, they rebel and try to find their own place in the world. And at the core of the book, that's what that is about. Uh, so I, I give people, I just tell them, you know, just give it a shot, man. Read that first issue, and I think you might be surprised at what you get. Um, so just give it a shot, you know. Cool. Well, thank you for your time once again, Kari. No problem, man. Thank you.